Hey there, Pearlside Small Group Leaders. Welcome to our Small Group Leaders podcast, where we help you prepare as you lead your small group. Uh, I'm, this is Pastor Billy. I'm here with Pastor Tim, and uh, we're excited to walk through this week's discussion guide uh, following Easter. And, uh, you know, I know at all of our congregations, we had an awesome, awesome Easter weekend. And I just want to highly encourage you, you know, to be following up with the people that you invited, you brought, encourage our small group uh, members to be uh, following up. Because as great as Easter was, it should be the beginning, not the ending, right? It should be the beginning and the catalyst for follow-up and discipleship, not the climax. And so, you know, think about the people that came. Hopefully you got to meet a lot of people uh, at church this weekend. And I just want to encourage you, let's be people that connect follow-up coffees, lunches, start one-to-ones, all of that, because this should be the beginning of an amazing faith journey, just as Easter was the beginning of the church. And so uh, let's be the church out there. Amen. Amen. Well, as we dive into this week's discussion guide, um, you know, we, we, we focused on Mary's encounter with Jesus. She was the first person to see the resurrected Christ and the first person commissioned to preach the gospel, really, right? Jesus said, go tell my brothers I'm alive. I mean, go preach the gospel. And so Mary, this former prostitute, delivered from seven demons, probably the, the least worthy and likely in the world's eyes, uh, Jesus called to be the first to see him and to preach the gospel. And I think there's a lot of lessons in that, and we could spend all day talking about those, but a few things real quick, that despite our past, Christ is near even when we don't recognize him. I mean, you know, again, if anyone was unworthy to see the resurrected Christ or thought to be, it would have been Mary. Um, but he did. And I think it reveals that he doesn't look at us at, through, our, through the lens of our past. And furthermore, she didn't recognize him initially. And oftentimes we don't recognize Christ's nearness, particularly when we go through challenging seasons in life, uh, trials, dark nights, etc. We don't realize he's near, but he actually is. But as we seek Jesus, he reveals himself. And when, when we experience the resurrected Christ, he will cause hope to come alive in all of our lives, turning the darkness into dawn and giving us hope for our future. And that's what happened with Mary. She went from being depressed and discouraged, going to mourn at the tomb, to an excited preacher of the gospel um, just by virtue of seeing Jesus. And, and that can happen to all of us. And we pray that that's happened to many this past weekend. And as our hope comes alive, we're called to go give hope away to others. So there's a lot of lessons we can reflect on here. And in our small groups, uh, we hope that you'll unpack it and help people to experience a greater revelation of Jesus through that. But, you know, the discussion questions are, as you reflect on the main thought passages and the weekend sermon, what is the Lord highlighting to you and why? And I'd love to hear what people would experience or share from their experience uh, this past weekend. Pastor Tim, any thoughts on that first discussion question? Yeah, I think it's important um, that, you know, Easter can mean so many things to so many different people. And that I love the the clarity of the story of Mary and, and what Jesus came for, right? To seek and save the lost. And I think this is the, the pinnacle of, of that moment. And uh, I think if we could make sure as small group leaders, we, we just come back to that, the simplicity of the gospel message of Jesus coming to save even the, the least worthy yeah. person. And that really should be all of us if we're humbly honest with ourselves. And uh, so I think that's a, a great opening volley for us to just put ourselves in that, that posture of openness and realizing what, 
what the gospel is and, and who it's for. Yeah, and I just love the fact that it was Mary mm-hmm. that was the first person to yep. see him alive and the first to preach the gospel. Because it, it just speaks to, as you said, the unworthiness that all of us have before mm-hmm. a holy God. Mm-hmm. That if he could call this woman, which by the way in the ancient world, women weren't viewed as reliable yep. witnesses. So they couldn't testify in court, you know what I mean? And so to have this woman be the first to testify right. about him really undoes a lot of the unworthiness that society even puts on people. It undid what society put on women back in that day, and it should help us to see, man, if Jesus saw Mary as worthy, man, that means he sees me as worthy to respond to him and to know him, right? And so that's just a powerful, powerful truth there. Another thing that, you know, really stood out to me as I was reflecting on this weekend is that, um, you know, oftentimes we don't recognize him, particularly when we're going through a difficult season. And uh, maybe there's people in our groups this week that are going through a difficult season and feel like, man, I can't see Jesus. I don't recognize him, you know. And we might want to encourage them that, no, he's near you even though you don't see. Even though you can't perceive it, he's near. And you just got to keep seeking. And that's what I love about Mary. She kept seeking him yes. at the tomb, um, and eventually she, she saw him, mm-hmm. and her hopes mm-hmm. came alive again. You know, the second discussion question here is, how has the resurrection of Christ caused hope to come alive in your life? Uh, you might want to come with an, a story, an example yeah. to share. Pastor Tim, any thoughts on that? I, for me, you know, just being married um, and having kids, it's it's life is so busy. It's so hard, yeah. and there's just so much responsibility on my life. But every time when I think about what Jesus has done for me, mm. it, it lets me know that everything's going to be okay. My my daughter last week was sick with COVID and mm-hmm. strep, and we went through a. Um, a scary time of not knowing whether or not she's going to be okay. We had mm. to take her to the ER mm. and run some exams. And, yeah. and that's where me remembering what Jesus has done for her and what Jesus has done for my whole family has really given me hope even as a, a family man. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I know this kind of goes back to the the last point, but as you mentioned, you know, Mary in her pain, she didn't recognize Jesus yeah. at first. But what I noticed was it was... Jesus's words. In fact, he told his disciples, and Mary might have been there when he explained what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. The z- disciples, to their defense, they didn't understand it yet. Right. You know, no one's ever come back from the dead like that. Right. And so he's mentioned before that like, you can destroy the temple in three days; it's going to be rebuilt. Yeah. And so they they didn't understand that, and uh, they thought that, and Mary thought that someone robbed his body, but the clothes were neatly folded. Mm-hmm. Right, and so the evidence are, are all there of Jesus's resurrection. Sometimes we don't even realize it because we're not looking at His Word. That's good. And so for me f- to be able to access that hope, it comes back to His Word. Yeah. What did Jesus say? How does Jesus love me? Mm-hmm. What are His promises in the Bible? God's promises, and that gives me hope. That's great. You know, and this may be a great, especially if you have new people in your group time to just kind of even just revisit your testimony. You know, how has Mm -hmm. God brought hope into your life? And, you know, sometimes we, you know, we feel like, ah, that's an old story already. But if there's someone new in your Mm -hmm. group, Mm -hmm. it's new to them and they need to hear that. You know, I mean, don't take up the whole time telling your life story, but, you know, and maybe even prompt certain members of your group that, you know, has a testimony that will relate to the new person. Like, hey, this guy, you know, you could totally relate Mm -hmm. to this guy because you've been in prison. You know what I mean? I mean, literal prison, you know, And, and just take a moment to just remember the grace of God and how he brought hope into uh, your life, because it could that could be really helpful to someone, particularly if they're new, mm-hmm. to reflect on our, our our testimonies once again. And then and then you know the last question here: Where do you need hope to come in your life today? Come alive in your life today. How can you apply this week's discussion uh, to your life? 
And all of us have areas in our lives that, you know, it, it may seem like a dark night right now. And we have to remember, even as uh, we sang at the main campus, there was joy in the morning. And, and, um, but where, what is that dark night? What is that, that place where it just seems like darkness is winning and you need hope to come alive? I just think about Mary and the disciples after Jesus was crucified, as Pastor Tim said, they weren't expecting a resurrection. They thought it was over. <laughs> you know, they thought this whole movement of Jesus' yeah. miracles, and they thought they backed the wrong horse. I mean, they, they were so confused, and they were hiding for the fear of their own lives. But they didn't realize that Sunday morning, all of their hopes would come alive again, yeah. you know? But from Friday to Saturday, they, they, they had no idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people may be in that place right now where they don't realize hope can come alive and they're just living in the dark night. But what is that place? And I'd love it if we would share that in our small groups and mm-hmm. it begin to expose it and then we can pray for it in just a moment. Because I think Jesus wants to show up powerfully. You know, Pastor Norman has been sharing in our staff and in different moments that, you know, God is moving. Like the raindrops of revival are falling. And uh, we need to just ex- begin to expect God to do yes. some great stuff. And I'd love to see miracles happen in our small groups, and not just in, at church, but I'd love to see people experience God's presence in a small group when we pray for them and, and maybe a miracle will happen yes, and uh, things can turn around. So what is that area you need hope to come alive in your life today? Let people share. Um, and and apply this week's discussion to that. And then, of course, prayer. Pray for one another Mm -hmm. for that specific area of need that hope would come alive. Yes. And uh, just a a closing thought, small group leaders, I want to encourage you all. That third point in the summary, as our hope comes alive, we must give hope away to others. Um, On behalf of the church, Pastor Billy, myself, we just want to thank you. That's exactly what you're doing. Amen. The time you spend, the heart that you have for your people that you lead, you are hope dispensers. Yeah. And and not only that, but you're developing hope dispensers in your group. That's good. And so I just want to encourage you, you know, that even, you know, that consistency in the meeting mm. and fighting for people to meet. Sometimes after Easter weekend, we can have that spiritual letdown. Mm-hmm. We rally for Easter and we get all yeah, excited yeah, about yeah. it. And it's like, oh, let's just take a break off. But if you're listening to this before you're um, texting your people to come out to group, just know that that God has given us hope to share hope with others. That's, that's what we do in group. And as Pastor Billy said in his opening salvo, that's what we do in our one-to-one meetings. And let's so let's be adamant about that. Yeah. This is what Jesus came to do. And he sent Mary back yep. to go tell the rest of the disciples. And so just as Jesus sent them, here Jesus sending you to go tell the rest of the world. I mean, and amen to that, Pastor Tim. And that's why we do what we do. It's why we, we work so hard, to, you know, to, to put on church. Those of you that aren't yes. our serve teams, it's why we lead our small groups, because we're, we're called to give hope away to others. Amen. I love that. We're hope dispensers. I saw I saw a meme, you know, we're hope dealers. Yeah, you yeah, know? hope like, dealers. Not, hope, not dope dealers. <laughs> we're hope dealers, right? And, and I just think about the fact that Mary wasn't like, why? Why I got to go back tell him? You know what I mean? Like, she was excited to go and tell him, tell everyone that Jesus is alive, and we should be the same way. Not like, amen. oh, man, I got to go, do, go tell people about Jesus. We should be excited to tell our friends and our family about the resurrected Christ. Amen. And so let's all go be hope dealers out there this week. Let's give hope away in our small groups and and be hope dealers out in the community as well. So again, we thank you for all that you guys do. Let's have a great post-Easter small group following up on our guests and our loved ones. And let's believe that this is the beginning of a great season of uh, Jesus transforming people's lives. Amen. Thank you, leaders. Thank you for all that you guys do. We love you. Have a great week.